Welcome to a bonus series on the Life Giver Podcast. Made possible by the USO, these bonus episodes are from a monthly series called You're Leaving Again, where the USO is following Matt and I during our deployment, and we are sharing our authentic story with you. Whether you're going through your own deployment, our geo-batching, on an unaccompanied tour, or maybe getting ready to, this series aims to be the first of its kind. Real life, gritty, but resourceful content aimed to help you keep your marriage and family strong while you're apart. So whether you're a military spouse or a service member, this series is for you. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, or head outside for a walk and listen in as Matt and I share what we are learning apart with you. Last time on the Life Giver Podcast. By expressing what you need, um, he knows what's going on within me and there's things he can do and there's things that he can't do and, and the things that he can't help me with are, are things that he can encourage me on, but at least he knows. Um, and I'm giving him those opportunities to get it right um, by, um, by helping out where he can. And everybody wants to win in marriage. I think we're all trying to do the best we can. And that's the goal of this is to give everybody an opportunity to win. All right. So what am I physically feeling? Um, I'm feeling old because as I'm trying to look at the screen, I like need my glasses now. Uh, um, I've been standing all day. So my legs are tired. Uh, I'm using a standing desk instead of sitting. Um, so which is good for me. But at the same time, my legs are tired. So I'm aware of that right now. So if I'm like shifting, shifting my my stance, it's because my my heels are tired. But uh, but I'm nonetheless undaunted. Um, what are my thoughts? Um, that I love working with you. That I absolutely, this is like my, my most favorite thing in the world. And, and that even if nobody had tuned in and this was just us, that I'd be having a blast right now. Mm-hmm. So this is, that's my thought. So um, what are my emotions about that? Um, gratitude. Uh, anybody who knows our, our story, uh, if you know what the early years were like, and we've been honest with that on your your podcast, um, would know that they were not easy, and that uh, and and they're they're not always easy days. Uh, we have better days now more than more than not. Um, but I'm I'm really grateful that we have been allowed to uh, to serve this community in this way just by being open and honest. So I'm feeling a lot of gratitude for that. And what do I need? Um, I feel like I'm pretty full this season. Um, and so I need to have uh, good opportunities where I can pour into you and keep encouraging you until you are no longer on the struggle bus. And uh, <laughs> until you, you get that much needed rest that's coming in a couple of weeks. So that's what I need. Um, I also need to not watch This Is Us on this deployment, I, know, guys, because... I asked him to watch this show forever, and then he waited to watch it on deployment. Because <laughs> damn, like every sorry, I should not have cussed. I apologize, but still, it is good. But I mean, if it doesn't make you miss your family, then you have no heart. So I, I'm going to keep watching it because it's awesome. At the end of every episode, I'm like, <laughs> I need to call the boys. So. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Everybody should watch it on deployment. I don't know. Yep.
Okay, but, but so I, I'm gonna... I, I don't know, I don't know what everybody has shared in the chat, but I will say this. Um, thank you for your courage and your bravery to be honest with where you're at. Uh, if you can't describe where you're at and what you need, uh, your spouse can't read your mind, um, but you're not giving them the opportunity to get a win and to be able to provide influence into your life and that encouragement that draws the two of you together. So be open, be honest, uh, own your feelings and don't blame your feelings on anybody else because they're your feelings, but to be able to describe how what others do in specific situations influences you to, to feel the way you do. So, yeah. Well, and I, I think that I want to, and I'm looking at the chats now, and I'm so thankful you guys are doing this along with us. Um, it's fantastic. And I hope that you're like, um, just giving yourself a chance to like pay attention to yourself for a second um, is nice. Um, we, we underestimate how powerful something like this can be. Um, and so I just want to acknowledge something out loud that I think that I'm going through right, right now that I think a lot of other people would feel because if you're, you're watching us go through that check-in like that, you know, there's a little piece of me that when he started talking, I was like, he's doing great. Like I'm not doing great. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing terrible. Right. But I mean, sometimes you do a check-in like that and it is hard to hear, like, you know, to be honest and say, I'm struggling a little bit. And then for him to say, you know, I'm feeling really full right now. Um, and I just want to acknowledge that that should not be discouraging for you that, that marriage is ebb and flow. And, um, now if, and I, and I can, I know Matt obviously. And so, um, he really is genuinely in that place right now. And that doesn't mean he's not going to be somewhere different next month or next week or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, that's just where he's at today. But I will say, um, I don't, I don't regret sharing the fact that I was struggling because in hearing him talk about that gratitude, his place of gratitude, I don't think I need him to match my struggle. In fact, him just yeah. sharing openly the fact that he's um, grateful and has that gratitude and him even talking about how much we do love doing these things together. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking as he was saying that, that we have that kind of work and intellectual intimacy that happens between the two of us. When we get to, to encourage you guys, it automatically raised my level of gratitude in, in, the, in hearing that. And so I'm thankful that he brought that mm -hmm. up because I'm like, you know what, even if I'm struggling, I am blessed that we we get to do this together and I get to see you on camera when there's a lot of people that are hashtag what you gotta you gotta hashtag blessed that's hashtag blessed. <laughs> you can't say blessed without a hashtag you gotta hashtag that's what all the kids are doing all the kids are all doing that so, hashtag yeah. oh man all the kids others whole other thing so i hope that the check-in is helpful for you guys um it's in your worksheets um i highly encourage you to pair it with what's called the feelings wheel you can literally get the feelings mm -hmm. wheel at feelingswheel.com it's not something that i created i created the check-in but the feelings wheel will really help with you do this with your kids i my boys were bickering the other day and there was just something not going well with them and i i pulled out the check-in because i was like what is going on so this is really great to do with kids just kind of figure out get in sync and uh and know what's on the inside yeah go ahead just want to raise my hand normally this would be the point where we're standing next to one another i would nudge you because i got something i want to say but um you know also with this check-in and with the feelings wheel it's important and i use this as i was at the dinner table and we were talking about something important yesterday uh, me and a few of the other officers and, and i asked the question i was like so what makes you feel heard and then uh the officer 
or I was talking to just kind of talked a little bit about something. I was like, no, what makes you feel heard? When do you feel heard? And they kind of talked about, you know, this is what I think, how people, and I was like, no, you, like, no, you, like, I'm interested in you. What makes you feel heard? And then when I slowed it down, that's when you kind of got thoughtful of like, huh, I hadn't really thought about that. So when you're going through these check-ins and you're talking with one another, help the other person, help articulate for the other person, help them understand um, and know from yourself, within yourself, you know, when do you feel heard and when do you feel seen? Because it's one thing to be able to put information out there. And it's a whole nother thing to complete the process when you get that validation that you have been heard and you have been seen, but you have to tell somebody and go, when you do this, that's when I feel heard. And that can be definitely with reflective listening, or it can be, you know, just the nonverbal facial expressions, you know? So we're, what we're trying to do in these check-ins is to increase our communication. The communication is that means towards sharing our internal world with one another because we want to do life, which is why it is so important that you share when you're having a down day. So the other person can then be your person at that time. And then it's that season will change and you will be their person. That's how you grow together. Mm -hmm. So, so good. And guys, I do, I just want to acknowledge that I do, um, Melissa, the app is um, day one app, day one journal. Um, but I think it's actually a good time map for us to kind of transition to um, the holidays and how do we stay connected. And, and the check-in is a really, really good way, especially if you're apart. You know, I think this is also really powerful to do with family members. It's not just a marriage tool. It's a communication tool. It's a connection tool to do with family members. Um, there's a lot of ways to stay connected during the holidays, but you know, Matt, when I, we were talking about this, um, just kind of dreaming up, what do we talk about and what's the difficulty of being apart during the holidays like this? It isn't just the fact that we're apart, I, you know, during the holidays when there's so much steeped in tradition and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I was even talking to your mom this morning and checking in with her today. And, um, you know, and I was just like, you know, our, our world is even not what you and I grew up with you know, in general right now. Mm -hmm. And, and the holidays are definitely, um, you know, they're really formed and traditions are formed usually by, you know, what you did growing up and, and then the nostalgia mm -hmm. of what you grew up with. And so you had mm -hmm. asked me when we were talking about this, like, well, you know, if the holidays are hard and we're trying to make the holidays feel like the holidays, we've got to ha have to ask our, ask the question, what, what do the holidays feel like to you? right? Like, mm -hmm. or what makes the holiday a holiday, right? And so, so I'd like you guys to put in the chat, like, tell us as we're talking, like, what makes the holiday, like, feel like the holiday? So Matt, I know you have something to say. So go for it. Can, I, putting that in. can I mention, can I mention Thanksgiving? Yes, I was going to. So go for it. Okay, fantastic. So it's terrible. Um, Thanksgiving, well, well, I was in quarantine. I was in quarantine. So I was on like a, a kind of a do not move anywhere order. So we're just going to shuttle you food and you stay there, which is glorious. So, um, but then I went to check in and uh, I check in with Corey and um, I don't know if I like called first or something, but oh, you I got called. on the I video. Could not hide it. Yeah. Yeah. You were on the video. We were doing a video chat and uh <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, I literally it was, like, it was the, like, how are you? And I was like, <laughs> well, it, but you weren't even like in sweats. You weren't even like you had like gotten dressed up. You're like, we're going to do this. And you were like, you went straight happy homemaker with an apron. And I'm like, how are you doing? And you're like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, like, oh, it's going to go bad. And so you were like, the boys, and they were making fun of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And then I told them to stop. And I never learned how to read. Oh, <laughs> so it's all true. <laughs> so, but uh, it was, it so was the. They were fighting uh, and crazy. Yeah, which in all honesty was probably how they were getting through the holidays without me being there. It's the first time that I've been away for, you know, a deployment that they actually remember. And so I'm sure they woke up both kind of like, you know, uh, angry, frustrated, you name it. And, you know, we've talked before about men and boys and we grow up with four crayons right we grow up with mad sad glad and anxious well sad and anxious become mad Mm -hmm. and so they're experiencing anxiety they're experiencing sadness and so it just becomes madness and so um uh, you know young men growing up they oftentimes they bristle up they try and posture to the world around them and it's it's a it's based out of a sense of I don't I'm feeling a vulnerable feeling I don't know what to do with it, mm-hmm. and so when they were doing that, what um, what I needed to do was I needed to help them understand what the holidays mean to you, and you've grown up in a very large family, and I I I I I told them get the phone and y'all go upstairs to the playroom now, like leave your mother alone, we're gonna have a talking. So I was able to do this, Um, but I'll I'll say what I was able to do to hopefully empower um, all of you listening in there out in radio land. Um, Sorry, that was old. That was like old man joke right there. That was like generations old. (laughs) Oh, that's so bad. Oh, cringe. So um, that's another thing the kids say is cringe. So I got up there and I was like, hey, this is where your mom's at. Like, this is what she grew up celebrating holidays. Um, And I was able to describe it. And I was like, you guys don't remember this because these traditions had had passed. But these these traditions were based um, around two people, your grand and grandma and your your grandparents that were the, the most formative people for you growing up and your stability in that. And because of those holiday traditions, um, you need the holidays to be a certain something. And I understand that. Like, I, and I respect that. They had no idea that, you know, that they needed to wear, you know, oven mitts and kid gloves and then to be all in on trying to make it whatever it couldn't be. And even if I was there, it still would be us away from family. And even if we were with part of your family, we still wouldn't be in that big, huge family gathering that you used to have, you know, with all that joy and that belonging and that sense of community, which is what everybody's struggling with right now. So the first thing is when we talk about the holidays, we're not just saying, what are your expectations? We're like, what was imprinted on you um, that is making it difficult for you to go through the holidays away from people right now? Mm -hmm. We all have these messages that we 
we want to live out and we want to um we want to like solidify and kind of reaffirm in the holidays of who we are as family members and our closeness and our inability to gather right now has has really put a huge damper on that so we've got to be able to communicate we first we have to know within ourselves like what does this mean to me like what are the traditions why are they meaningful to me and and then why am i disappointed and to be able to articulate that uh, for other people. But then also, I think it gives us a great opportunity to look and see, are there any traditions that we have had going on that are empty traditions? Mm-hmm. So that when we are able to get back with people and we are able to celebrate again, we can be intentional and go, you know what? I don't think I want to sit around and watch football all day. I, I think I want to go have Christmas in a cabin and to watch people go, okay, that sounds good because now we can reinvent things. So there's possibility. Well, and um, that imprinting, no, that imprinting question is so important. Um, It's so important for me too. And it's something that I've been really Mm -hmm. thinking and trying to focus on with all of the, just trying to like figure out what to do with the holidays for us here back at home is really, you know, asking what's, what's the most important thing and what am I trying to do? And I mean, we laugh now, but like during the first deployment for us was one of the funnier traditions. It was around Easter of me trying to force Easter to make it feel like the Easter that I knew growing up. And my kids Mm -hmm. were tiny and it was in a deployment and it was a cold, cold, wet day in Colorado. And I mean, I even managed to get the kids like screaming to church before we arrived and church had changed their schedule for Easter Sunday. And it just was so Mm -hmm. bad, but it was the first, like, that was one of the first marking moments for me as a military spouse to go, what was I trying to do? Like, what was I trying to make this? And, and I'm also trying to and yeah. like kind of enforce something on my kids. That's not their world. That was my world growing up. And as military kids, this is a different world for them. Mm-hmm. And now even during COVID, this is a different mm-hmm. world and a different experience for our kids too. And so it really is, all of this is making us rewrite like traditions in a way and and deciding, like you're saying, like, what is the most important thing? Right. And this was, you know, part of my conversation with even your mom this morning and trying to like, and I've had it with my parents too, of just asking ourselves like, okay, yes, we can't be together for Christmas. Um, but what makes Christmas Christmas anyways, you know, and you know, what do we have? We do have the ability to have video calls. And so we need to do that more often. And Um, I know one of the things that the boys and I are doing are we're actually making cookies and mailing them because it's at least something that we touched. It's a tangible thing that's passing something that we touched or made to somebody else. Um, And, you know, one of the things that we had created a new tradition for our family, just as a military family, because, you know, we move so often, it was like, you couldn't go to the same place every year and do, you know, or visit Mm -hmm. family, the same homes every year for the holidays. And so over time, we created the tradition of, um, at some point during the Christmas season, you know, getting in our pajamas and getting hot chocolate. And the one kid that doesn't like hot chocolate, who doesn't like hot chocolate? Our kid doesn't, but we give him cider and we all get in our pajamas and we go drive around to the new town and look for Christmas lights. Like which neighborhood can we find that has the Mm -hmm. most Christmas lights? One year we went, got with some people to go look at Christmas lights and they did not have the same tradition idea that we had in mind. It was a literally get out of your car and walk through looking Christmas lights. So we were the one family in slippers and pajamas walking through. Oh my gosh. 
Well, it's a scenario, yes. but now, now it's a funny memory. But that's what the boys and I are going to do yeah. tonight. <laughs> so painful. We're going to yeah. do that tonight. We found a place here around Fort Hood where you can drive through and look at Christmas lights. And it's um, it's not in the same familiar town that we did it last year, but it is, um, it's what we do. And you know what's great about that oh. is um, the boys now, they don't care where we're going to go look at lights. Um, they may not even care if we even get to see a whole lot of lights. It's For them, it's this like hot chocolate pajamas in the car thing, listening to Christmas music thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the tradition, you know? And so I think, Matt, I want to pass it to you. Um, we're going to answer questions here in just a second because I don't want to um, not do that. Sure. But I want to ask you, like, I mean, that's stuff we can do here at the house. And so what is Christmas... And what is it, what does the holidays mean to you? What's been imprinted on you because you're without, and like, I, I, it makes me sad back at home to be like, okay, you're just without, and it's not going to feel like Christmas at all, but maybe being in the military has shifted that for you. And it means something different. And maybe if I didn't know that I would totally miss the mark and not be able to serve you during, during the holidays. You know, the most comforting thing about being deployed, um, especially in my position, is having a, a purpose and a mission. Anything you go through difficulty-wise, if you don't have like a purpose for why you're going through something difficult, then it's just wasted time. Um, so I'm already, I really need you to see if you can send me that Santa Claus outfit like overnight or something and uh, how we can get to here. Because I've already, I know, I'm already like one of the plans I have is to like, if I can get that like Santa Claus top and be like in, in uniform with a Santa Claus top and my cap hat, then I'll, uh, then I'm just going to go get all the stuff that they could normally get in the, uh, dining facility, all the stuff that's pre-wrapped. And then I'm just going to walk around and give it to people. So I'd be like, here's your chocolate milk and here's your M&Ms, you know, because then it's a little bit, it's a little maybe, joke. Hey, Laura, like, if you're listening, maybe the us. USO can, can somehow in Europe get a Santa suit to Matt. If y'all can work that out, that would be awesome. Oh, <laughs> I get a Santa suit and we would also like a screening of Wonder Woman. So, um, Laura says she's going to work uh, on it. You know, being able to do that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And I'll take the pictures and we will just have an absolute blasty blast. Um, because uh, these are my, this is my family this year. These are the people that I get to love. And I don't want any of them. I'm blessed and I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly blessed. I don't have any needs um, except to see joy and, and happiness on other people's face. So, to be able to go around and cut up, and to laugh about it, you know, um, where I'm at is pretty cold. So there's a good chance it could be a white Christmas and I'm hoping and praying about that, but it's, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it because these are the people that I've committed my life to serving. And so just to be here, that's just another tradition, um, of living out that calling for who I am as a person. But yeah, I mean, we get to have a family. You get to, you get to wake up and be like, Hey, it's Christmas and we're deployed and we're not near our family, but guess what? We're the family we got. And so when we're the fam- when 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 it's the family you got, you you give it all. And um, you know, is you there can't any- get together and like have rowdy singing? So like other than like FaceTiming or I mean, is there anything that we can do, you know, as a family here um to be mindful of you for Christmas for the holidays? Enjoy who you have in your house. Not just for you, but for everybody that's back there at home. I mean, 
enjoy the the ability to 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 not have to wear a mask around the people that are in your home uh the most time you know when i leave this office i'm wearing a mask for most of the time that i'm out there around people so to be able to see a person's whole face is fascinating but um you know you don't know what but to be to be grateful so i say that to you but i also say that to other people of you know, those, if you're there where you've got kids or you've got a little a family or a trusted group of people that you can, you can take your mask off with then then enjoy that. Um, you know, the, the thing that brings my heart gladness is to know that you guys are enjoying life. So yeah, I don't have where I'm at. I don't have any wants and needs. I'm, I'm pretty well taken care of. So yeah. Thanks though. Well, and appreciate you know, it. we've, we've definitely- I already have braved the fraud. We sent you for Brave the Frog, who's been on every deployment with you and also went with me overseas too. That's why he's looking a little rough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, we've, and we've sent some things for you for Christmas, which will probably get there late, yeah. you know, which is um, just kind of one of those things. Um, but it was important to me that you had something to unwrap instead of me just trying to Amazon something that just came in an Amazon box. Right. Um, something that we kind of, even if it's late. So for those of you who are following along on the um, worksheet, um, you know, Matt, um, we had talked before we did this webinar. We had talked, I had written in the worksheet, gift giving around the holidays has more to do with communication and connection than we realize. In essence, we're trying to communicate. Um, And I just want to give you that fill in the blank for those of you who are like those kind of people that are like with pen and paper. (laughs) And um, and this is something that you had said when we were talking, Matt, um, beforehand, but you had said, you know, gift giving really has to do with I see you and I know you. And oftentimes, like with the holidays, when we're trying to figure out what to give each other, we're really just trying to communicate that we see each other. I see you. Mm -hmm. I know you. And that's why we work so hard on those gifts, right? That's why. Um, it's easy to give a gift card, but is there something that feels like, I mean, isn't there something more personal that I can show you that I, I know you and I see you. And, mm-hmm. um, and so that's a lot of what that's like. And, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to give you the five minute check-in because it really does give mm-hmm. you this ability to hear where each other is at and know, right. That gift giving doesn't have to be about a gift all the time. It can be about knowing where a person is at, hearing where they're at, and, and literally just like um, giving the gift of serving somehow, giving the gift of um, mm-hmm. listening. And um, and like Matt said, like being able to do these little things to help me out is such a gift to me. And I think it's reframing mm-hmm. that maybe for the holidays and going, you know what, how we interact and connect and communicate with each other can be the greatest gift when we can't exchange gifts or have all the traditions is perfect as we want to, or as perfectly timed as we want to. I know some of you guys celebrate. I know some families keep the Christmas tree up until the service member comes home in June, let's say, and they have Christmas then. Mm -hmm. And I've always been, I've always thought that that's amazing. And so it doesn't have to be on a specific time and date. And we get to kind of just celebrate as we need to and want to. But I think the real gift of connection and keeping your family strong is really just staying connected and communicating and being honest about what you need and whether or not that person can actually do something for you. And, and that takes yeah. assertively asking for it. Like not just, no, I got it. I'll just exhaust myself doing it. No, it's literally going. It was a great day that I was like, please just order stocking stuffers. Like, sure. I could try to do a target pickup, but I don't even have the energy to even think through that. And you came up with such better things. And they were like literally here the day or day after with Amazon. It was great. 
perfect. Yeah. And I want to acknowledge that not, not all families obviously celebrate Christmas. Some families are celebrating Hanukkah. Um, some families celebrating Kwanzaa. I mean, there, there are a multitude of holidays that kind of converge around the same time. So regardless of whatever you're celebrating, going back to what you were talking about with gift giving, Corey, is that um, thoughtfully chosen words of gratitude and affirmation will always outweigh anything you can buy for someone. Thoughtfully chosen words of gratitude and affirmation. Because when those gifts, they do communicate, I've listened to you, I've paid attention to your needs and wants. I've tried to even use some predictive analysis to find something you didn't even think about for yourself. And didn't I surprise you? But just to be able to speak to another human soul, that I think is absolutely, to be able to say, I see you, I've known you, I've known your flaws and your faults, I've, I've grown up with you. So how much in this time where we actually can't be physically present with our family members, can we take the time to really affirm what it is that we do love and appreciate about them and to be able to, um, to pour into them with words um, and to even like practice the art of like letter writing, not just an email, not just a text, or I mean, I still have the letters that best friends of mine sent to me when they were, when Mike Blackwell was in Kosovo, when James was in Iraq, my, all the letters that my father and mom have sent to me where they were just detailing how they felt about me and what they thought about me and how proud they were. And and every time we have to go figuring out like, where's our passport and where's the kids' birth certificates, you come across those things and you pause and, you know, and you just start reading them and you're like, okay, like I have history. I am known by people who love me and who doesn't love that. So when it's all said and done, the thing, it's not the things that you buy for people that leave a lasting impression. It's the way that you tell them that they have left a good lasting impression on you. Well, and that's also what your mom and I were talking about this morning was, you know, it's really easy to, to say, you know, what we don't have this during the holidays, you know, when, when the truth is, you know, one of the things that's obviously imprinted from me and my family is the holidays mean family. The holidays mean togetherness, right? And so I have family. We have family. We're just not, yeah. we just can't tangibly touch each other, but we do right. have family and we can, we still can celebrate family and we, we can still gather together, you know, as a family over Zoom and phone calls and whatever. And we still have that. That's not gone. It's not you know, and, and I know that with you being in the time zone that you're in, you'll be able to kind of call in on Christmas morning mm-hmm. um, and it still be Christmas day for you. And so we have those things. And I know that some of you listening may not be able to have that luxury during a separation during a deployment. Mm-hmm. But um, again, it's, it's not about the timing and the specific time, right? It's about, yeah. do you celebrate being together when you can be together? 
and not taking those right. um, for granted. And I do want to just point out, Lisa made a really good point um, about staying connected over gaming, which I love. I know that's something mm-hmm. that um, even when we PCS here this year, um, we had to PCS at separate times. The boys and I got here first and, and Matt was back in Kansas still. He wasn't able to leave Kansas yet. So we were two weeks ahead of him and it also landed on Matt's birthday. So when we're talking about holidays and missing holidays, there's all kinds of holidays and things that we miss when you have to be apart. And Matt was spending his birthday by himself in Kansas. And the boys had made a Minecraft birthday gift Mm. for him where he was able to enter into Minecraft and they had built a whole world that was everything Matt, everything dad. And, and his, and they made a big birthday cake out of a Captain America shield. And they even had this way of like balloons. And then at the end, there was fireworks that spelled out happy birthday. I don't even know how they did it, but it was such a creative way to stay connected. And so Lisa, I love the Mm -hmm. fact that you had planted a garden for yours. I think it was for your spouse. And when they woke up, um, they kind of woke up to something that you had made, you know, in that gaming mm-hmm. world. And so there's all kinds of ways to be creative and, mm-hmm. and to stay connected. And, and so I'm encouraging you guys to do that. Um, and, and make sure you verbalize these alternative traditional things that you're doing for the holidays, because sometimes we're doing something that's kind of an alternative strategy and the other person doesn't know that that's what you're attempting to do. And so just mm-hmm. say those words out loud. It gives the opportunity and op- the other person opportunity to win by acknowledging that that's what you're trying to do instead of them like, yeah, okay, that was nice. Thanks for the flowers, Lisa. Right. When you're like, I put so much effort into that. <laughs> right. So just communicating that, you know, I'm so sorry, we can't be together. Um, and so since I can't, give you this. I'm going to do something for you. So when you wake up, like it's something that's just Mm -hmm. for you or just that little bit of communication makes sure that it kind of plants the seed that of you're trying Mm -hmm. to do something as an alternative to what normally makes you feel connected. So the other person doesn't miss it because they don't want to miss it. They want to get it Mm -hmm. right. Which goes back to what we were saying earlier on, which is that when you take away one thing, it actually has, it actually creates creativity for the other person. And it gets you out of a rut that you're probably normally in where you kind of normally go about things and you're sitting there going, you know, where's the chemistry that we had, you know, X, Y, and Z. Well, you've been in a rut because you haven't been forced to be creative. So the opportunity to be creative is meaningful. Yeah. Um, I'm going to answer, we're going to answer the holiday questions first. Um, there's again, we're going to be doing the fourth part of the series. Again, the USO is following Matt and I, as we go through this deployment and we're going to be authentic as we go along. So um, I, I don't know where we're going to be in January um, in the thick of it, I'm sure, but um, we're going to be covering parenting specifically in January. We'll definitely be authentic, authentic on how we're doing just in life in general, but that will be our topic for sure. Um, and there's always great questions and things to cover when it comes to parenting. So please, if you're enjoying this, sign up when the, when the register, be on the lookout for registering for that. And also share this with other people that, you know, it might be beneficial and give us feedback too, because we want to make this better each time. Um, so, um, I want you guys to stick around. So, okay. So questions are, is it wrong? I feel some relief that the holidays can be uneventful this year. I don't think it's wrong. I think um, the holidays are uneventful in a lot of ways. And I don't know about, I don't know who asked that question, so I can't say a name, but I, I don't know about you guys, but in some ways there's so much going on this year and there's so much going on with spending time apart from you. And there's so much on my shoulders, I think with being back here at home that having it be uneventful sounds lovely. 
like, mm-hmm. and it does strip away the, um, it strips away all of the pump and circumstance of things that don't have to matter so much. And, um, and really I'm just trying to get to a place of like simmering, like we were, we've been talking about simmering the holidays down to what matters and what doesn't and, and kind of push away all those other things that of trying to force it to be even for, and I learned some lessons with the boys with Thanksgiving. Like I'm not going to force something on them. In fact, they're old enough that I'm going to sit them down and go, what do you want Christmas morning to feel like? What does mm-hmm. Christmas feel like to you? And, and what makes it feel like Christmas to you? Cause I think they're going to have an entirely different answer than what my answer is. And I want to be aware of that so that I can, um, be able to tend to that. Anything else you'd say about that one, Matt? Um, no, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, the entire world, the entire world is just trying to get through this year. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, I'm, we're, you know, we're based out of Texas. It's not like just, just Texas. The entire world is just like, can we just, can we just get to the year that the vaccine comes out? If we could just do that, that'd be great. So let's all give one another the grace that we know we each need, which is just let's let's put 2020 in the rear view and, and feel more hopeful about the next thing. So, you know, 2020 is the year of I just can't even. And it's okay to go, I'm going to, I'm gonna for any and all of us to go, you know what? I'm just gonna wear sweats for just two weeks. You know, I'm just going to wear the sweats and I'm just going to just going to putz around the house and make it happen. And then I'm going to emerge from the cocoon ready for the next year. So let's have like let's have a lot of grace, a big dose of laughter. And let's just get on the other side of this and we'll all be better for it. So I agree. I do want to um, answer this question, Laura, in the um, Q and a, even though it's a parenting question, because I know it's going to come up, actually it comes up in every webinar we do. And I think it's important enough that I stress it in every single one that we do. Um, And we'll unpack this even more for the parenting question. But the question is, is about when you have really young children um, and you're going through a time of separation and you're trying so hard to, to, connect them to their parent, um, that's overseas or wherever they are. And obviously they're too small to talk in the camera and connect. And, and you're starting to feel that weight of like, I don't even know if they know who their dad is and you don't want them to feel that way. And then when they get home, are they going to even know who they are? And, and all of that anxiety, right? Like I, I hear that, um, almost every time I do a webinar, when I ask questions, it's like probably the number one question I, I get. And And I just want to, even if I have to stress it in every webinar I do, because I've been there, um, I just want to encourage you, like Matt said earlier, um, our boys, the second deployment we had, which was the last deployment, um, our boys were, I want to say eight and five, maybe four and, you know, something like that, four and seven. Um, they were about, they weren't toddlers. They were like elementary preschool kind of age, elementary school age. And they don't remember the deployment. 
It doesn't mean that Matt did not like leave a lasting impact and, and that they should have missed him. It's just that kids day to day world is so filled with routine and structure and school and friends and developmentally kids are so kind of focused on their basic needs and like what's right in front of them and playing. And they're just very mm-hmm. present focused um, that they're really just thinking about what's happening there in the moment. And our, our kids remember pictures um, that we share with them from the deployment. Mm-hmm. And I might go, do you remember that time when, you know, we did such and such and, um, and they'll be like, oh yeah, that was so great. You know, remember when your uncle took you to Pike's peak that day? Um, that was during the deployment. And they're like, oh really? That was the deployment. Like they don't remember yeah. the same. They don't have the same experience we have as adults of the ups and downs and the, the, mm-hmm the amount of energy that you're putting into each day, trying to get each day to succeed and trying to keep your marriage strong. And they're not having that same experience. So I just want to um, just encourage you guys out there to not stress too much on that. I mean, definitely do things to, to keep the, you know, allow your baby to hear their dad's voice when you can. And there's a little mom's voice or mom's voice. I'm sorry. The question was specifically for dad. Um, Yeah. Allow those like, the parent voice to be heard. And, and definitely um, the USO has a great program where a service member can be reading books and sharing that with um, the children back at home. Like there's great, great things that you guys can do. Laura, if you will share your program Mm -hmm. that you guys do in the chat um, that you can do to keep that connection growing and strong, those things will help. But when it comes Mm -hmm. to this deep down fear that you have, that Mm -hmm. it's going to scar them, or you're going to have this significant moment where they've forgotten their their parent. I just want to ease that burden just a little bit. So Matt, do you want to say, answer that at all? I just remember one of Aiden's funniest videos from the first deployment where he was what, five, six, five, like he was, he was much more interested in whatever he was doing on the camera than whatever he was attempting to communicate. And it was very much like, Hey dad, how are you doing? I'm having a good time. And then all of a sudden brave the frog, and then we were going, Mom, I'm done. And so <laughs> exactly right. it was just like, okay, well, I'll see you when I see you, bud. But um, yeah, so you got time. Yes, you do. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm bouncing all over the place. I'm looking at questions coming in too. But also, yeah. um, they've also posted the dashboard in the chat. Laura passed um Uh, put up the dashboard of where you can find the previous videos that we have done so far in the series and where this one Mm -hmm. will be. And I will revise the worksheet that you guys got to update it with what we ended up talking about today. And so that will also be Mm -hmm. um, on that dashboard. And it's also the place where you can register for any upcoming, um, um, the one in January, for example. Um, Okay. Another, we have a a little bit more time, Matt, for a few more questions. Um, How do you make your husband happy to celebrate the holiday? holidays when he's already miserable being away. I'm going to let you answer that one. Mm, wow. Yeah. Hard. Softball question, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. People have to own their own feelings. Um, they just have to own their own feelings. You're not, I'm not in charge. I mean, I can have influence over you and I can hope things for you. But I remember one of the most formative things that you did in our marriage early on when, when I was in bad spot more often than not was that, um, you, you just had to own your side of the street. You had to keep your side of the street clean and you had to, uh, to not 
feel like it was your burden and responsibility to manage my emotions. And I know that's hard to say. It's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And if you need professional help on doing that, then um, use your TRICARE benefits and, and sit and talk with a counselor about that. Um, it can be miserable. I'm not going to say that I'm going to go through the holidays and not shed a tear for missing my family. Um, but the what, but what I believe is 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 uh, powerful in that whole process is turning that um, discomfort into something. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I just learned I just can't sit. I can only sit in it long enough before I just kind of get disgusted with myself. Um, and then I'm just like, all right, well, you know what? I, 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 I can only deal with what's in front of me and what I have an impact on. And I'm going to go have an impact on that um, because I, I feel powerless enough as it is. So I, I, I miss Corey terribly every, every single day. She's my person. She's been my person for more than two decades. I, I couldn't love her anymore than I already do, but I know that tomorrow I'll love her more than I do today. And so I miss her and I absolutely miss those boys. I miss playing video games with them. I miss just hearing them laugh. I miss cutting up with them. Um, I even miss them going into great detail about things where I'm like, oh, I'm not halfway interested. Um, so, but- uh, I'll record it you for know, you. you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, and that's how I go to sleep. Um, so, uh, yeah. So you, yeah. you can encourage them. You can, you can ask them what you can do for them. But, um, but beyond that, we each have to be responsible for our own feelings. I think it's a great answer. And I, I mean, I think the only thing that I can add to that is, you know, I think I try to validate both sides. Like, I think it's okay to like validate, um, that we, like Matt was saying, like he is, there is, we are going to have moments that are really hard and those are real feelings. And I think that's what Matt, Matt, I think that's what you and I have it's really saved us and helped us a lot Mm -hmm. is that we feel our feelings and then we're like, okay, we've always, that's what those mottos are about. I think for us is when Mm -hmm. we say like, we're going to make it count. Like that's those mottos are like, we're going to have bad days and we're going to feel those feelings. But then like, what is this going to be worth? Like, what are we going to do with this now? And those mottos kind of helped us step forward and step into, and and that's what I'm going to answer that question is just kind of say, you know, it's okay to sit in the pocket of this is hard. And I think we need to acknowledge that Mm -hmm. it's hard because that's, you know, the only reason why it's hard is that we don't want to go through this. We don't want to be a part and that's valid. But then I think Mm -hmm. it's about, you know, in, in the journal for Matt and I, you know, this morning, what I wrote to him was, um, you know, I want you to enjoy, I want you to enjoy, you know, what you're getting to do over there. And I, it, it makes it worth it to me for you to have to be gone. What makes it count for me is that you have moments of joy there that you form some lasting relationships and that you have Mm -hmm. moments where you laugh and moments where you try new foods. And, and what I love to do that with you 100%, -hmm. but since I can't do that, it makes it worth it for me to have to go through this knowing that you have had moments of joy too. And so I'm giving you that permission that you don't have to be sad. And those of you, like when I went overseas in December, I really expected everybody to be just in a terrible spirit and a terrible mood and missing Mm -hmm. everybody. And I mean, I I don't mean that nobody missed their family. That's not what I'm saying because people, everybody that I talked to, if they could trade the moment, they would be home with their family members. 100%. However, 
they had a, every single service member had a spark in their eye because they were there doing what they'd been training to do forever. And they were finally getting to do what they were trained to do. And they were right. doing the thing. And they, mm-hmm. that's what they said. They said, go home and tell the family members that, you know, it's yes, we want to be there, but since we can't be there, we are filling our time with things that bring us joy. And we're doing the things that we feel like we've been trained to be good at. And, mm-hmm. um, and that they're, they're okay. They were okay. The, yeah. Those little string of lights were not pitiful to them. They were funny mm-hmm. and there were things to joke about. And, and I had just missed, you know, when I got to Afghanistan, I, the, the USO member was walking me around and I had just missed the Turkey chop Turkey trot where the USO person had literally dressed like a Turkey and all the service member chased them down, down the runway of where we were mm-hmm. like, to try to catch the turkey. I felt so bad for that USO volunteer, <laughs> but that's yep. there's so much goofiness and fun because you guys do such a great job of like turning it into something. And I so, remember specifically on the first deployment, we were going around doing our battlefield circulation and we were out there in the mountains of Afghanistan and I was going to land on one of our OPs, one of our observation posts. And I was out there and then all of a sudden, like you have to have somebody like, bringing the chopper in right so we're out on these blackhawks these uh-60s and we're landing and you look out there and there is one of my favorite mortarmen that is just like <laughs> incorrigible dressed like santa claus and so you see santa claus like bringing you in he <laughs> somebody had sent him a santa claus outfit and so like you're like we're getting permission to land on top of the mountain from santa claus and I still have a picture of sitting on his lap and taking a picture. I was like, this is the funniest thing in the world. So you, you always have those people in a unit that no matter what are going to try and make it a silly, fun moment. Um, so and then it's a joy to be a part of that. So, you know, maybe we need to learn some of that back at home, you know, like maybe that's yep. what we need to be thinking of a little bit more of. Um, how to be creative and silly, I think a little bit more back at mm-hmm. home and take ourselves a little less seriously. Um, I think yeah. to end our time, I'm going to, um, I'll have Laura come in after we a- answer this question. Um, and it's going to be kind of a fast answer. Um, <clears throat> it's actually two, but I think it's a great way to end. Um, okay. the first, the first one is about how to, um, what are some ways to stay romantic when this, now this one specifically is asking when the soldier is a, is a female and the husband is back at home. Um, and so I think it's, a, we can throw out a couple of ideas, not just the journal of ways to kind of bring that romance into your life. I mean, I know the journal for me is how Matt is, is really speaking into my life and, and being very romantic in his words to me. And that's just speaking a love language for me. Um, but, you know, I don't know, Matt, you may not have an answer to this question, but since, you know, there are female soldiers, is there anything that female soldiers talk about or ask for or ways that, that they might want to stay connected? And I'll speak from a woman's perspective, but I just don't know if you've had female soldiers that have talked about staying connected in their so marriage. I will, I will take a high level perspective on this whole thing. What is romance between the, the two people? That's the question I would ask. I mean, I can't tell somebody what it is that you have to do, be, do to be romantic because within a couple, between two significant others, between two spouses, boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, um, you, the two of you have to decide what romance is. And really romance, the concept is how do you win the heart of the other person 
with affection and attention. So what wins your heart with affection and attention? There, I have to be able to answer that question for Corey. She has to answer that question for me. And then I'm given the opportunity to pursue her heart in that manner. So I will flip that question back over there and say, um, have they told you what to do in order to win their heart, to, to catch their eye, to win their affection, to make them feel all those little googly feelings inside? That, uh, that is, is why we're in relationships in the first place, to be seen and known and understood. So flip that back on you and say, I don't have an answer for you, um, but I'm sure between you and your significant other, then hopefully with conversation and openness, honesty and vulnerability, with affirmation, not saying, well, when you do this, I really hate you, but with positive things to be able to affirm that and to build on that. I think that's a great way to answer that question. I think it's a great way. Um, I think the the last one then um, really comes down to um, coping skills during this time, during the holidays. And I think that's the big question. Um, the question mm-hmm. is actually how to remain, this person is asking how to remain centered. They're searching for a place to live also during this pandemic. Um, there's some of you that this is PCS season for some of you, mm-hmm. probably. I mean, I, ha- I mean, we just went through PCS ourselves during the pandemic. And so in my heart, I was just hoping all of the military would shut down and stop doing that. But if they have and you're still going through that, which you probably are. Um, I think it's a valid thing, but I think the deeper question is is really about um, how do you center yourself regardless of what stress um, is coming your way, whether it's um, external family members or whether it's a PCS or whether it's um, trying to figure out how to... parent and offer these traditions to the holiday season or just what to do during COVID and the stress that you might be feeling that way, work stress, whatever the stress is, it's how do you center yourself is the question. And so my answer to that really, and I think it's a great way for us to close is regardless of what you're going through as a couple and as a family, um, it, this is very stressful to go through. Um, And anytime you go through something stressful, it just kind of disrupts your system. It disrupts your spirit and you feel just not, um, not centered and not at peace and just not in a good place. And in a way it's similar to what Matt just said about knowing your, your spouse is you have to know yourself. And -hmm. I think that, um, the thing that I've been asking myself every day, when I have those overwhelming feelings that I shared with Matt today, there's only so much that he can do to help me when he's far away. So I have to ask Mm -hmm. myself then if I'm overwhelmed what are the things that bring me peace? What are the things that slow my heart down and slow my mind down? And music I know is one of those things for me. Sometimes it's running does that for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to daily ask myself, like, what is it that I need? How do I center myself? How do I develop the self-control of my own anxiety? Do I need you know, do you need to have somebody to go talk to? There's no shame in that, but it's really about asking yourself, um, what does the centering for me? And then I have to do those things. Like if I don't do them, then I'm the one that's responsible for allowing it to continue to, to build. So anything else for you, Matt? No, I just think about like, I lean on historical things for, uh, sometimes for encouragement. I think about Britain um, going through World War II and uh, constantly what they had to give up and uh, what they had to live without and just to be able to make it through. And so sometimes 
Um, sometimes you're just going to have moments where life is not what you want it to be. And it's very difficult. Um, and uh, it, it's easier said than done. But I remember Winston Churchill saying, if you're going through hell, keep going. Um, if you're going through something difficult, do the things that Corey was telling you to do. But keep going. You know, um, this is not going to be the way that it's going to be next year. So begin to make decisions for yourself what life is going to look like when you get on the other side of this so that it gives the difficulty you're currently in meaning and purpose. And it goes back to that make it count aspect. If you give it meaning and purpose, um, it makes it a whole lot easier to, to really grind it out and get to the other side of it. Thanks. It was good to see you. Good to see you too. You're pretty little I girl. love you. And I, and love I hope you, you have a great rest of your night and um, thank you for who you are to our boys and who you are to me. And thank you for all the gestures that you do, even from a distance um, for waking us up the other morning at six o'clock in the morning with um, the Amazon echoes all on for, full blast. Um, it was an interesting way to wake up my boys coming out of their rooms going, what is, what's going on? I was like, your dad's trying to be romantic. <laughs> it was like an interesting, interesting deployment um, experience. That's the hands down best memory ever, but um, no, Won't seriously, be the last time. I know I loved it. And so thank you guys so, so much for joining us and for um, allowing us to be honest with you and for being honest with us. We really enjoyed the chat and the um, interaction. And so Laura, thank you so much for inviting us to do this and giving Matt and I a project to stay connected on during this time. Thank you for listening to the Life Giver Podcast. If you're enjoying these episodes, please share the podcast with other service couples that may benefit from the show. If you'd like more information about me or Life Giver, head on over to coreyweathers.com or life-giver.org.